y'all. We're excited. And y'all already know what it is. So we're going to get right into it, y'all. As y'all know, this is a podcast created by a Christian millennial for Christian millennials to bring about guidance, healing, and purpose via transparent, authentic conversations. My goal here is to, one, make Jesus cool, and to, two, give millennials a platform to help you guys navigate through being a Christian millennial in a society where Jesus isn't always popular. So, yeah, welcome to season two, y'all. It's been a long journey. I mean, I hope y'all are feeling good. We're feeling good. Uh, If you don't already know, I am joined today by my producer slash co-host, Didi. Hey y'all, what it do? This year here, back again, excited for season two and everything that is going to come along with it. Thank you guys for keeping up with us through season one. And we're just so excited to be back and to be giving you what God has given us. Yeah, period. Amen. Period. <laughs> so we're going to jump right into updates. So... Updates. We're at season two now. Um, like Deshira said, God has really given me, us, a lot of revelations for where he wants to take this. And as reluctant as I have been to really be obedient in that, it's here. Nonetheless. So, if you guys haven't already noticed, we've upgraded. We've shifted a little bit. Changes, um, changes. Change, changes happening change is coming so updates y'all see that everything has changed um we'll explain that change later that a change will be my milli moment but um updates are we have a new website guys Woo-hoo. so use it um with the new website we are launching Millie walk apparel Millie merch whatever you want to refer to it as um our new season two t-shirt that is releasing with the season the shirt says millennials love Jesus too because y'all know the old folks be trying to play us and act like we just out here living ratchet and everything else. And nah, it don't we give don't that. Have time for that. It don't give that. We love Jesus too. So yeah, period. Pre-order will start on Wednesday when you guys hear this. Go to the website to purchase your shirts. If you have any questions, email, DM. I'm here. That's update number one. Update number two. We are doing a season two giveaway to really just... It's really just me showing my appreciation for you guys, for your support, all the feedback that I get, everybody inquiring to be on episodes and the feedback that you give me for the episodes, just all the love. I'm giving you guys a giveaway. Again, check out the Instagram page for what the giveaway entails, how to enter the giveaway and everything else. The giveaway will last for a week, so it'll it'll start today, this Wednesday, and it'll go through next Wednesday, which is June 10th. Um the giveaway includes a free Millie Walk t-shirt, um, a Bible, Bible tabs, a relationship goals book, and a Target Ooh. gift card. So, Dang yeah. Target gift card. Screaming. <laughs> Screaming. So, enter the giveaway, y'all. I really appreciate your support. Um, all the details and everything else will be on, um, on Instagram. So, yeah. Everything else. Y'all will get updated on next week. <laughs> yes, she will. Screaming. So stay tuned, stay posted, watch out for the Instagram alerts just so you can enter the giveaway. Yeah, and the Instagram got an upgrade. So if you haven't already seen it, head over to the Instagram, um, engage in the post, share the post, like the post, whatever. Yeah, we, we, we did a lot. 
God has really given me a lot to give you all. So I hope that you guys enjoy the upgrades and enjoy the changes. And yeah, and it's beneficial. So we're going to jump right into our Millie moments. Didi, you starting? Or am I starting? I will begin. So I kind of was reluctant and kind of hesitant for my Millie moment because as a lot of my Millie moments go, not a lot of people know. So for my Millie moment, um, in this season of life, God has told me to prepare and to get ready for where he's sending me. So I took a few Bible classes through First Baptist Church of Glen Arden, which were amazing. I took how to study the Bible as well as survey of the Old Testament. And it really began to lay a foundation for just learning great tools on how to study the Bible and just different things in the Old Testament that I may not have known. So through that, God showed me that he wants me to go to seminary. And I was like, what? Like, I'm about to be the most ratchet person in seminary. Like, what is this? But God was just like, I've done so much change in your heart and your mind. Like, you're growing to be such an amazing person. Not that I already wasn't amazing, but just even more. Um, And I really want you to take what you have learned and I want you to expand upon that and really immerse yourself in the tools that you need to do what I've called you to do. So my Millie moment is being obedient to God and applying to seminary. So I am patiently waiting on my admission. So be praying for that. And yeah. Period. It's giving Bishop Didi in the streets, okay? Screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my Millie moment, like I told you guys earlier, is centered around the podcast. Um, Just a real transparent moment. Recently, I haven't been super energetic or... I just haven't had the energy to continue to do this. And God was telling me to make changes that... I didn't really want to do. I was comfortable with how I, you know, had set it up. And I, I really felt like though, um, though God can speak to you and give you revelations at any point, I felt like that I was very diligent and persistent in seeking his, seeking his will and his way for the podcast initially. So when he was telling me to make a zigzag, I was just like, but God, like, why? Well, like, that's good. Why? And it was hard for me initially. I was just like, and part of that zigzag was God telling me to rebrand and, it was rebranding because though guys do listen to my podcast, it was like every time, um, it was, it was really, people started to think that it was a podcast for, for for Christian women and not really just Christian millennials as a whole. And God kept telling me like, Armani, like, and my, my reluctancy was that like, I've already put my brand out there. I've already like branded these colors. I've already rebranded this. I've already, I've already branded that. So you want me to go ahead and just flip the script? And God was just like, yeah, like it's, it's not that big of a deal. Your pride is not as important as the as the purpose that I have for the podcast. So you're going to have to push past whatever people are going to say about you rebranding, whatever people are going to say about you changing the colors, and just do what I told you to do. And for a minute, like, God kind of told me this before I actually had launched the new logo. Because if you know from the very beginning, we started off with, like, a logo that I had created myself. I got that logo upgraded professionally, but I still left it pink. And when I did that... God was like, and I went back and forth with my graphic designer to get her to kind of like maybe change it when God was initially telling me. And I was just like, no, I'm, I'm settled on the pink. I've already started, like, I've already started the brand with this. So let me keep going. 
And Jason was like, you was hard-headed when I told you initially, like before season one release, when you were getting logos and stuff redone, I told you not to do that. And you didn't want to listen. So now here we are at season two, and God has forced me to kind of flip the script. So I really hope that um, you guys see all the effort that went, the effort and obedience that kind of went behind all the changes because it was a very hard transition for me because I'm just, I don't really... I'm not a person that really cares what people think, but I'm also, I'm cognizant of how my brand looks to, to the world. I don't want to look like I'm just changing everything every other minute or that I'm like, every time mine changes, I'm like, up, oh, let's change the color to blue now. So between the actual changing of the brand colors and what the, what it represents was, was me in deep prayer of God and really just being reluctantly obedient <laughs> to what he was telling me to do. So yeah, Millie Moment updates all that. So, if you can't already tell, today's episode is going to be centered around prayer. Mm-hmm. Y'all, 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 y'all. Prayer is important, okay? Woo! Um, I'm, I hope that um, you guys really get a lot out of this episode because I think that prayer is sometimes an undervalued tool in our Super. lives, but it's so necessary and it's... It's so powerful. Necessary and important. And important and kind. It's like, no, I was about to get into the color purple speech, but now I ain't going to do that to y'all. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to we get into this. So, first. Okay, so where we're going to start. What does prayer stand for? P, praise. R, repent. A, ask. Y, yield. Again, I almost forgot what prayer with the Y. I mean, repeat that one more time. <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> P, praise. R, repent. A, S, Y, yield. Ooh, I right, did like this little hand thing. I felt like I was in a game doing it's that. It's not. Okay. But. So, let's start with praise. So, I think sometimes when it comes to prayer, people literally overcomplicate it. And when I say people, I mean it is me. It is I. Because I used to overcomplicate prayer. I used to be like, oh my God, I got to pray like this person. I got to pray like that person. But that's not true. Like when it's, when we say praise, it's literally like, God, thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Like literally just giving him the praise and honor that he is due because he has done so much for us. And in a time where things are so crazy and just chaotic, praise will literally just give you a sense of peace because it's just like, God, I don't have to be here. Like life is so precious right now. There are people literally losing their lives second by second. Not that that wouldn't normally be happening on in like a normal time, but we're in a freaking pandemic. So it's like, it's happening at an accelerated rate. So it's just like, I really take the praise part of prayer very seriously now. Yeah. And like, like Diddy said, praise, I think is necessary. And I, it's, I think that that should start off your prayer just because, again, at the end of the day, everything else that follows that is dependent upon our praise. Like, mm-hmm. God inhabits the praises of his people. At the end of the day, our praises are what, not what makes God God, because he's going to be God whether we praise him or not. But like Deshira said, that's that's what we owe him. That's mm-hmm. it, it. And it literally takes nothing to say, God, thank you for waking me up. Or thank you for being who you are. Period. Like, Praise and pray and pray and honestly, praise can be as simple as that. Like 
when you pray, sometimes when I pray, I don't ask for anything. I just make sure I focus on giving God praise and thanks because I have lived a great life. Like, yes, I've been through trials. I've been through stormy seasons, but I'm still alive. I'm still doing well. I'm still financially stable. So sometimes I just don't ask for anything. I say, just God, thank you. Like I go through a list of thank yous. And that's really what it's about. So the R in prayer stands for what? Repent. Repentance. This is important. And I feel (laughs) like repentance is something that, true repentance is something that we struggle with. And Mm -hmm. I'm saying we because I'm me included. But I think that repentance requires accountability. Repentance requires change. And for us, like, it's so easy to go to God and be like, God, can you forgive me? Okay, so if you don't know what repentance is, repentance is asking for forgiveness for for the sins that we have committed or for mm-hmm. the, the missteps or wrongs that we have done. Conscious and, and unconscious. Conscious and, that's so important. Conscious and unconscious. But nonetheless, I feel like repentance is kind of the hardest part about prayer because we feel like the re- repentance requires change. And it's like, we can't, um, we can't just say, well, we could, but... I think it's a misstep on our part to just say, God, forgive me for the things that, you know, I've done known and unknown that that go against your will and continue to do them over and over again. I think Mm -hmm. that though God is going to keep forgiving us, that's not the point. And I think that sometimes we forget that repentance requires intentionality. We're going to continue to mess up. I'm not saying that once you repent that you're never going to mess up again. But sometimes we repent and we know daggone well we're going to go like, let's just say you wouldn't have sex. And I'm using sex because that's one of the most common things people repent for. Yeah. You go, you have sex and then you go repent like Jesus, you know, I'm sorry that I, you know, I stepped outside of your will for my life and you'd be right back at your, your person's house the next night. Like, why did you repent if you knew you weren't going to change? Like, and I think that that's why repentance is so big for me because repentance requires, along with repentance, conviction comes. And if you, if you're not going to follow the conviction, I'm not saying don't repent, but your repentance is in vain if you're not going to change like exactly and i think for me like the biggest lesson in all of that or the biggest helpful tip is not saying that you know you're going to be perfect it's something that you've been struggling with for a while like let's say lying or pornography or cheating or something like that it's not sometimes it's not an overnight change like but a conscious effort to make a change is what the difference is like when i pray I'm like, okay, God, like, I know that I, I've told you so many times that I'm going to stop doing this, but I'm, I'm trying. Like, if you can accept that I'm trying, I'm okay with that because I understand that some habits are hard to break, but as long as I'm trying and I'm making, like, a real effort to try, like, eliminating things that will put me in certain atmosphere or eliminating myself from certain conversations or something like that, like, conscious trying I feel like that means everything to God. Like, faithful obedience means everything to God. So, the next letter in this is... X. X. I think that this is the thing that people think prayer is supposed to be. Like, prayer is just you asking God stuff. And, I mean, you are supposed to. Well, that verse does say, ask and you shall receive. But that's not all... What my point is, that's not all that prayer is. And yeah. I think sometimes people are just like, when I pray, I'm asking God to do this. I'm asking God to do that. Mm-hmm. And before you need to ask God anything, you need to thank him for being who he is. And then you need to repent for all the wrong things that you've done. Then you ask. Then you, because there's, I don't want this to get confused where there's anything wrong with asking. Because it's not. God tells us to ask him. But it, there's an order 
Like, God wants us to do things in order and decency. And the order and decency is repenting and praising him first. Then you ask. But, you know, exactly. simply put, the ask is just asking God what you want. Asking God to give you the desires of your heart. Asking God to give you the things that align with his will. The ask is very simple to ask. I don't think we have to go deep into that. And I like what you said, asking God things according to his will. Like, it's okay to ask for things. But when you ask, just make sure that what you're asking is according to God's will. Because, say for instance, right now, I just got a new car last year. And I decide tomorrow that I want a brand new 2021-something kind of car. Like, I'm going to... I may ask for that in prayer, but if that's not according to God's will, like you have to be okay with that. And you have to be okay with the fact that sometimes what you ask God will not be according to his will. So, and then at at that point, once you say, okay, God, like I know that I'm asking for this, but not my will, but your will be done. I accept whether this is for me or, or not for me. Like you have to be able to not only say not my will, but your will be done, but accept that if this isn't God's will for you, you're okay with that. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And um, lastly, why? Why is yield? Yield, yield, I think yielding is important because for me, yielding means accepting the will of God. Yield, yielding to to what he has for me and not what uh-huh. I have for myself. And I think that that's important to close your prayers off with because, again, sometimes we can pray for things that are outside of the will of God. And we might not know know that for sure when we're praying. But I think that that's why it's important to yield to to him, the Holy Spirit, and what he has for us. Because even if you pray for things that are outside of his will, once you yield, that's you realigning yourself with the will of God. Exactly. So, And actually, I want to back up to ask a little bit because I know it's easy to mention the material things in asking God. But I think we also need to mention the spiritual things that we need to ask for. We need to ask constantly for wisdom and knowledge. Like there's so much going on in this world. And we need to make sure that we are knowledgeable about what's true and untrue, we need to make sure that we have discernment about who to associate with and who not to associate with. We need to make sure that we are asking God for clarity to hear his voice. And I know we'll probably get into this later, but clarity to hear God's voice is one of the best things that you can ask for in prayer. Because truly and honestly, that is how you will know where to go and how to live through God speaking to you, other than, of course, the Bible. But that is a very, very, very important and necessary thing in your prayer life. And, again, we, uh, we I don't want to say, I don't want to keep saying we might get into this later, but we, we're probably going to end up getting into this later. What Diddy said, like, praying for, for wisdom and knowledge is so important because I think that when we focus our prayers on the material, God, that's, that's an easy way to, to, Denounce your blessings. Like, mm-hmm. God already, God wants us to be prosperous in the things of, in, like, in wealth, in riches. But uh, the knowledge and, the, and the, the wisdom comes first. And if we want to take a biblical reference, Solomon, like, if you think of a oh, lot of the kings that. in that time, they were asking God to, like, give me riches and give me fame and give me power. Like, give me all of these the worldly things. things. But Solomon's prayer was to God, to God was for wisdom. Like in through through asking for wisdom and knowledge, God blessed him with the riches and he blessed him with the fame. So it's like don't fix your prayers on that's that was really that was a really good point, Didi. Don't fix your prayers in the acts on on the things of this world. Because God wants God created the money. God created the fame. God created the popularity. He wants us to have that, but he wants your desire for his wisdom and his word and his knowledge to be deeper than that. So yeah, that was good. That's good. Okay, let's jump in to, like, conversation now. What is 
your prayer life consist of? So, or, like, how is your, you know, prayer life? For me, my prayer life has grown tremendously from, because I can't lie, I used to be a, a ritual prayer person. I'm trying to make that make sense. But, like, you know, the basic, like the, the morning. prayer. Yeah, like, the morning, noon, and night. Like, thank you, God, for waking me up in the middle of the day. Like, thank you, God, that I'm still here at night. Thank you, God, for the day. Like, basically, that was pretty much it. And I had to realize, like, girl, you don't have to only talk to three God, talk to God three times a day. Like, you can talk to him as many times as you want. And that goes along with the scripture, um, pray without ceasing. And sometimes people relate that to like things that they're asking for, stuff like that. But I pray without ceasing on the daily because it's just like God wants to hear from us. Like he wants to hear from his people so that he can talk back to us. So of course I wake up in the morning, I pray, do my, so I wake up in the morning, I pray literally as soon as I open my eyes before I get on Instagram, before I do anything, I pray, then I open my Bible app and I may do a devotion. And then at the end of my devotion, I'll pray again. Um, then throughout the day, like I'll say little prayers, if something's blowing me, if I'm having a good day or just if anything crosses my mind or a person crosses my mind, I'll pray. And then at night or when I do my devotions throughout the day, also I'll pray along with those. Um, and then at night, of course, before I go to bed, I'll pray, um, do my devotions and then pray again. And then I'll close my eyes. I always try to make sure that I end my day like, even if I'm cooling down on social media, like, I don't end my day with me looking at social media. Like, I always try to end talking to God just because that's how I want my day to end. Like, especially with everything going on right now and how crazy social media is, I literally just want to make sure that, like, I end my day in his presence. That's good. That's good. Um, Like this year, I think that my, like... The younger me, my prayer life was definitely either inconsistent or it was very mm-hmm. routinized. And it was, like, like to share say, you know, thank you God for making me up. Da, da, da. A very routinized prayer. It was no intentionality behind my prayers at, at all. all. And the right. more that I started to seek God and the will that he had for my life, the stronger my prayer life began. And just like Didi, um, so pretty much my, my prayer life on a day-to-day looks like, and I don't want to say on a day-to-day, I, I'm saying on a day-to-day because it's, that's my consistent prayer life, but there are days that I don't do it. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I really don't want y'all to get discouraged by this episode, but more encouraged and empowered mm-hmm. to, to either improve your prayer life or to keep going or find new ways or new tips and un- truly understand that we we're giving you guys tips, but it's not perfect. Like, it's where our prayer lives are not perfect. There are Literally. days that we forget to pray or there are days that we, that we missed up and we don't pray for things. So while we're sharing these tips is, or, you know, talking about these tips with each other and everything, we still struggle with this as well. But my prayer life generally consists of waking up. Um, that's the first, but even if I like, just, if I wake up and I'm like, I have other things to do, I can't automatically get into my devotion. I'll just say, thank you, God. Like, and that's mm-hmm. that's when I open my eyes. That's that's the first thing I said. Like before I get on social media, before I touch my phone, m- my first thing is thank you, God. And honestly, that was a routinized thing for me. Like people, I don't know why people had are against like setting reminders on their phone to pray. That's literally what I was going to say. First tip from me would be when I wanted to up my prayer life, just like anything you want to do, like you set reminders. So like if you have to do something. 
you set a reminder for. So what I would do is I would literally pick times throughout the day that I know that either I could take a second and pray or if I stopped what I was doing in the middle of whatever, I would be okay in that moment to pray with a clear mind. So I literally would set my timer for like five to six times a day. Of course, as soon as I wake up, but literally plus those five times plus when I went to sleep. So it would look like as soon as I got to work, I would pray before I even walked in the building because I'm a ninth grade school teacher. And if you remember how you were in ninth grade, you would be praying for me too. So I would pray before I walked in the building. When I got in my classroom, before my students walked in, like right before the bell rang, I would pray. Um, Then maybe the next time was two, two hours later. Or if the kids was getting on my nerves, I'd definitely pray. But like maybe two hours later, in between classes, I'd pray. Um, when there's no one in my classroom, I pray, um, just throughout the day. And it's okay to have reminders because we have so many things going on. You can't remember everything. Everything. Mm -hmm. So setting those reminders was a great thing. And it got to the point where it's like, I didn't have to set a reminder anymore because it was just, it came to me like that. Like you're not having a good day. You're upset. Pray. You're having a great day. Um, you just want to thank God because the day is great pray like it and it'll just become a habit because you're so used to doing it yeah but so yeah I had to initially it was me setting a reminder like and the reminder stayed on my phone so it wasn't like it went away but the reminder you know you gotta see a lock screen before you see anything so it was pray mm-hmm. like the reminder said pray so it, it just it was helpful for me to see that like even if I what so now I'm at the point where I don't even touch my phone before I say that but Initially, I wasn't always there, so my reminder was pray. I would pray before I got on social media, responded to text messages, anything. So that was the first thing I saw. So now that I'm a little bit more advanced in my prayer life, so I, I get up before I do anything, before I even my feet even get out the bed. I might it still crush my eyes all day. Like my <laughs> eyes might be half open, but my prayer is you know just thank you God for another day. And I, that was big for me. Like getting to that point where that was my prayer was really big because sometimes I think we. We underestimate the the blessing of just waking up again, like just and especially now during this time during COVID nineteen, we yeah. see how we literally see how precious life is. It could be gone in an instance, and I think that that's so important to just really stop and just thank God for life. So that's my first prayer. Um, most days, especially now that I'm transitioning back to a work to work from home schedule, before I like get on the computer, I wake up. Because I, I literally can get out the bed and sit at my desk. I don't really have much to do in the mornings anymore. Yeah. So I wake up like an hour ahead of time just to, and I'm right now I'm working two jobs. So I don't really have to wake up. As soon as I get home, I crack open my Bible. I do Bible plans, really helpful. Yes. But I, I read, I pick, I have a, like this little bin that I just threw every verse in the Bible. Like, well, not every verse, every um, book of the Bible in. And every every morning I just pick a book out and I read something from that book. Oh, that's good. Uh, I'm gonna do yeah, because I, I I couldn't I never could remember what I went or like I I didn't have a strategy on what I was going to read. It was yeah. just like and that sometimes so, that was my strategy a deterrent from reading the Bible. I know you don't know what to read. Literally. Yeah, and that's what I try to do. Like people have been saying, you know, in this time, this is a great time to get to know God. And so, like, I don't want to make myself dependent on devotions from the Bible. Yeah. Back. So I've really been trying to figure out what to read because I don't want to go back to things that I've read a million times before, but that's not a bad thing because you can read something and God can show you something, something one else. time yeah. and then another time he can show you something again. So I'm definitely going to try to, yeah. Um, so I pick a, that. pick a book out and I try to, 
depending on the book, I'm not going to read the whole, like the, I mean, I'm never going to read the whole book in one sitting because I just don't, I honestly just don't have the time for that. But I, I pick a passage or like a, a message out of the, out of the Bible. I do that, do my devote, like do about one of my Bible plans. Well, right now I'm doing like four. So whatever Bible plans, I'll do all my, do all my Bible plans, read passage and then pray. And I also started like, I used to have a prayer jar and I was, that was okay, but it was hard for me to like sit there and pull all the prayers out of the jar and then read them. So I've created a prayer wall. Like, you know, people have, like Diddy has a prayer closet. I just have a prayer wall. I stick all my prayer, my prayer requests up on, on my wall, whether they're for me or my friends or whoever I'm praying for at the moment. And sometimes I do, because now that I've accumulated so many, uh-huh. sometimes I do go and read like specific ones but most of the time I just touch I put place my hand on the wall like God you know the desires of my heart you know the desires of my friends hearts the people that I love I ask that you continue to touch and agree with us you meet the prayer requests that I have on this wall because I think sometimes we make prayer so so like we we make this a super spiritual like like it's it's one way or the highway type of thing and God really I don't want to say he accepts any kind of way kind of way that we pray but he accepts any kind of way that he that we pray he just wants us to pray he just wants us to talk to him he just wants us to be in his face so I don't whatever method works for you if that's putting sticky notes on your wall or that's putting reminders in your phone or like however it suits you best to pray adopt that but so that's my morning routine for prayer of course like Diddy said at this point I've accepted that I'm a churchy girl I pray for anything any time of the day, whatever. If people are irritating me in traffic, I'd be like, Jesus, please give me some of my destination before I cuss these people out. And it's really that serious because y'all have bad road rage. If you ever in the car room before, seen my videos from the car, whatever, you know that I have really bad road rage along with the cursing problem. So my commutes are, are sometimes very hectic and I've been needing Jesus to get me through it. So those are <laughs> my my best prayers are like really in the car because it's, it's, it's a struggle. It's really a struggle. Hey, but since you pointed out, I know this is kind of off topic, but have you noticed that like, Literally, your best prayers and worship times are in the car. I don't know if it's because it's well, just you. You was not like that? Mine no, like that. not all the time. I talked to multiple people. They're like, I have the best praise and worship session and prayer session in the I car. I used to think that. And it was crazy because Pastor Bat, you know, like, at one point he started switching his, like, sermons to it, like, a, the acts type of thing. He used yeah. to ask us questions and write them down. One of, I don't remember which sermon this was, but he asked, like, um... What are what are some what are some things that keep you from praying or distracted? Mm-hmm. And I noticed like that was my initially like my old job. I have to work. I work seven. I used to work seven to seven, seven a.m. seven to p.m. I worked in Silver Spring. I lived pretty far, so my commute my my commute was pretty bad in the morning. So I used to have to leave my house like an hour and a half before before work. So. And quite at that time, still Jesus, Jesus know my heart. I wasn't getting up at five o'clock in the morning to pray, or like be- really before five o'clock to pray, do my devotions, all that. So I used to do that in the car. It was like I would get up, get dressed. Wrong with that. No, but I, and this is what I that was my my that was my thought initially. Like, there's nothing wrong with me spending my time with God in the car. But my problem was mixed with my road rage, and uh. it, it was. And I think that sometimes for for other people that might be the case, but I was too distracted in the car, and we're like literally. If y'all know, Pastor Battle is my cousin, so it wasn't like it was a personal a personal feedback. But we ended up chatting about it afterwards. But he was like, "Don't when I, you know, he called me to give my answer, and I said, and he went into like that's not then that's not a good method of prayer for you because yeah. if you can't, your prayer should be very personal. It should be very intentional. It should you should be concentrated. If I if my concentration can't be fully on my prayer, then I need to move when I pray. So that's really how I adopted waking up earlier just to pray because. 
the car thing wasn't working for me. Like it was, my commute was like an hour. I would be praying for a whole hour about this because I have to keep saying the same thing because I would <laughs> because it's somebody out of work or I forgot where I was in my prayer or the, and I play. If you know me, I do listen to secular music, but the morning time my commutes. Gospel. I, it's gospel like it's worship music I don't play anything secular before 12 o'clock noon I'm sorry I just don't like so it was it, it it's not that I was getting distracted by bad things I could literally be get be distracted by a worship song but the, the point was that my, my my focus wasn't on my prayer so I stopped praying in the car but if that works for you you know do it but Child, it just I wasn't working so, for me I be so into my prayers I be closing my eyes <laughs> and, <laughs> and it, it wasn't working worship now my car is my favorite place to worship. Yeah, but the prayer it wasn't working. It, it's it's been a many a times that I be in my car bawling like can't and I wear contact y'all. Y'all know once you start crying, the contacts begin a little bit blurry and it don't be a good look. So, Listen, but that my car my is my favorite place to worship. Worship and prayer. I'd be like, you drive a fool. I'd be like, oh yeah. You Screaming. If you know me, you <laughs> like. And I'm surprised my parents have picked up on this yet. But if I I spend a lot of time in my car, partially this is. Transparent moment. I don't live by myself. I live. I still live with my parents. So my car is the thing that I own. Like it's the thing I pay for. I feel like that's my space. I can do whatever I want in my car. And I mean, not that I. I mean, I do do whatever I want in my car. But nothing reckless. You know, don't don't get no thoughts. So my that's like that's my place to be free. If I want to sit there and like if I'm praying like now before I come in the house, I sit in my car for like thirty minutes. I listen to worship music. I pray. I do whatever. I, I spend a lot of time in my car, child. I really do. That's how you get kidnapped, bro. Screaming. I spend a lot of time in my car. And, like, I just, that's my happy place to worship. Because if I, if I want to cry in that moment, I can cry without people coming to ask me what's wrong. Yeah, I can true. scream without people coming to ask me what's wrong or thinking there's something, there's an issue, whatever. Like, that's my car. We, I have the best worship sessions in my car. Like, my friends will see. Sometimes I post it on Instagram. Sometimes I don't. But my car is my favorite place to worship. Period. I can blast the music as loud as I want. Like, my grandparents do not like the loud music. So they, if I get, the, if, if I'm in a mood that I, I want my worship to like literally sound out everything, they be like, why you got the music so loud? And I don't want to hear that. So I go to my car. <laughs> um, you touched on this and I really want to uh, talk about this. So prayer, well, number one, this is twofold. So for me, prayer does not have to be elaborate. And I said that earlier, but yeah. literally prayers do not have to be elaborate. I talk to God how I talk to my friends. Like screaming. I just if you talk to your friends in a very bad demeaning tone, don't, don't talk to God like that. Like <laughs> don't say, Well, Deshira said I ain't say that. That's not what screaming. I said. But I just be like, God, like, I'm struggling right now. Can you like come on, please help me? Or like literally just whatever's on my mind. Like and my favorite place, so I have a, this really cute chair in my room now. Like, I'll just sit there and I'll just think out loud and just talk to God. And I'll just be like, Lord, I'm struggling or I need this or I'm just feeling this way about this. Like, I'm very excited, but I'm this, da, 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 da. So it's just like prayer does not have to be, Lord, thank you, Jesus, for everything that you have gave me God like very spooky spiritual like it don't have to be like that like he accepts it how you give it and that's the thing that I want y'all to remember and then also um you were Ooh, talking about that was good he accepts it how he get how you give it period period quotable um, oh I'm I also want to talk about so one of my favorite verses is um Matthew 6 6 but when you pray go into your room and when you shut the door, shut your door and pray to your father who is in a secret place, your father sees in secret and will reward you openly. So, like, 
there's nothing wrong with praying in the moment where you are. If you're in the middle of the grocery store and you need to pray, pray. If you are in the car and you need to pray, pray. But it is something very different about going into your space, your room, closing the door, and just having that alone time with God. And like Amani said, I have a prayer room. So it's in my closet. Like I call it my prayer closet. Um, Priscilla Shire talked about it. And it's really like the best thing that has ever happened to me because it's literally like my space. I cleaned out a whole bunch of space in my closet and I just sit there. I have a little blanket on the floor and I just pray. And it's just like that room to me. And it's a small space, but it is just, it's so powerful. And you can feel the spirit in there because that's where I go to God. Like, that's where I cry. That's where I smile. That's where I laugh. That's where I read scripture. And that space is a safe haven. It's just like, I pray some of my best prayers in there. And it's just like, God sees that. Like, I don't have to necessarily pray out loud and in front of people to have those great prayer moments. Like, what you do when it's just you and God, those are the great prayer moments. And I really encourage you guys, even if it's just like a little space beside your bed, somewhere. Like, it doesn't have to be something extravagant like just dedicate a space to god where you can sit you can read your bible you can post your um prayer requests so i have a prayer wall in or in my prayer closet also so it's like literally my wall is just filled with prayer requests it's filled with a space that i have for answered prayers like it has everything and that is my space dedicated to god yeah that's good ready okay so you had said something that made me think transition so how has prayer impacted your life Ooh, child. Since my, as my as I grow in my walk, my prayer has grown and my life has grown and like who I am as a person. So when I say that, I just mean that basically. So when I wasn't praying as much, spending as much time with God, my life was kind of in shambles. And not to say that when you pray, your life possibly won't be in shambles. <laughs> baby, listen. Baby, listen. But. <laughs> The prayers that came out of those shamble moments were so great. It's just like in my brutally honest like prayer time, like, God, why is this happening to me? And so many people are like, I don't want to question God. But like sometimes you have to ask God why or like, why do I keep going through this? Or what is the purpose of this? And he will show you like if you really just ask him for clarity on why you keep going through a situation or what's going on like he will show you. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. It may be a year from now, two years from now. Oh, that's why I went through that situation. But prayer has opened up a new avenue for me to release. And I normally, like, when I'm upset, I write. Like, at the end of the day, I'll just go in my journal and I'll write and I'll write and I'll write. And I notice that as I'm growing as in my Christian walk and as a person, like, I don't write anymore. And I was wondering, like, why don't I write anymore? And it's honestly because I spend so much time releasing my emotions, my energy in prayer. Mm-hmm. It's like by the time I get to my journal, you already I don't get it out. Yeah, yeah. it's already so it's like, what's the point? But I also write my prayers down. So it's like at a later time, I can come back and see, like, wow, look at the growth from that moment to right now. Or, yeah. Wow, look at how God brought me through this. Or wow, like God, that's how I was feeling. And I'm so glad that I was able to write this down because, and I just keep saying like God will reveal so much to you through prayer. And that's why like when I pray, this is like, I try to do it in this order. So like I worship, um, I listen to worship music. It can be one song, it can be two songs. It can be something that I'm singing out loud, like just something that's on my heart. 
I worship, I pray, and then I like invite God into my prayer time. So it, it'll take probably like 20 minutes, but untimed, but most of the time it does take like 20 minutes. But like I'll listen to my song, I'll pray, and then I'll just invite God in and just like whatever you want to say, like say it to me. Or even if it's something small, and I'll just be like, okay, God, like I like to give him time to answer, answer. back. Yeah. And instead of just quickly saying my prayer and moving on. That's good. <laughs> moving on. And, um, like Diddy said, prayer has been extremely impactful to my life just because just the the transition. And in the moment, it's not always wow, God, you're doing amazing and, and uh-huh. no extreme things. But the, the the impactful thing for me is two months later or six months later or a year later seeing that God truly does answer our prayers. And he really does, even if he doesn't hear us in that moment, because Didi, Didi is pretty good at this, but I'm not as I'm not as good as praying and then sitting and waiting for God to respond to me. I normally like, oh, especially girl, because prayer is my own. Wait, I'm not... I'm just I'm not as good oh, as you. Because okay. normally prayer is the last part of my morning routine. So it's like after I pray, I'm, I'm now logging into work. Mm-hmm. And though God can answer me while I'm still working, I don't really sit in that in that atmosphere or his presence long enough to, for him to answer me in that moment. So for me, like all of my answered prayers come after the fact. Yeah. Or they come like, you know, they just, they don't come in that moment. So that's the really impactful thing for me because I just, I love like that that is one of the most rewarding and humbling things as a as a Christian to see like God really does listen to us and answer us and and I just want to say and he does answer and it's not just our prayers that he answers like when we pray for other people those are some of the most satisfying prayers ever like yes I want God to bless me in certain but I ways. want him to bless my circle yo bro. when he be blessing your circle it just be like I pray you hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We got to take a little break. Shout out to, so as you all know, y'all know already, I lead a small group. We're called Purpose for More because we're Purpose for More, period. And Bird. we're actually coming up on a year. Like our year anniversary is Ooh. a little bit less than a month away. And I literally, when I, when I realized we were coming up on a year, I sat and I prayed and I asked God how he wanted us to celebrate this. And it was crazy because it, within the last week or two, Everybody in my group has been coming out with bomb things, like just uh-huh. answer prayers, amazing news. Like we got somebody, she just got married in October. She's about to have a baby. We got somebody, she she does yeah, public relations. Her her website just released last week, so go check it out. It's Julissa Conversations. We got somebody to start a keto meal prep. Like we got, we have people just like doing it, doing it. One of my, like she's my best friend, but she's my small group too. She's starting a Christian planner slash journal line. Check her out. Like her, her Instagram is grounded girl. Like everybody in my small group is literally like, Doing it's answer things. prayers. And, and I'm in that small group too, just so you know. Yeah, Didi's going to seminary. Like this, it was just the last month. God has really been blowing my mind with my small group, and it's like, like Didi said, when God, you don't. The true value of like loving your neighbors is being happy or praying for them and literally being more excited than sometimes that you are for yourself when God blesses them. And to see God blessing my circle, like the people I pray for other people too, but most of the time my prayer requests are from my small group. Like these are the people that I, that I do life with on a personal level. These are the people that I talk to on a consistent basis. So most of the time my prayers are directly for them. And like Didi, I keep my prayers up. So I, and I pull them down when they're answered. Yeah. So, and like for them, I collect them and I like occasionally I'll send them back to them when the prayer, the prayer is answered and stuff. Cause I want them just like I'm seeing God is really moving in our lives. I want them to see that too. So like that was big. Like 
praying for your circle, praying for the people that you love is is out of this world. But another way that it was just super impactful for me. And recently, like this is honestly a lesson that I'm still learning, a, a practice that I'm still practicing is praying for people that, in, like the, the word that Didi uses, intercession, that's another form of prayer. Mm-hmm. And intercession just meaning that you're praying on someone else's behalf. Like either they don't have the willpower to come pray for themselves, they're not connected with God, whatever whatever it is that's preventing them from praying for themselves, that intercession is you praying for them. And again, another transparent moment. Um, my family, like my, well, both sides of my family really has been going through a lot. Like on an emotional level, some some for the good and some really not. But my dad's side of the family is sometimes very toxic, very chaotic and everything else. And a lot has been happening in my family during quarantine. And y'all know I'm in Queen Esther. Queen Esther has been a very, like, I'm in session three. Woo-woo. It's almost time for me to graduate and, you know, move on with my life. But session three has been a struggle for me. Like, and it's been a struggle because I'm going through a lot of things in my personal life. But we're also doing this thing virtually, and I hate online classes. I hate virtual stuff. So it's just yeah. been an all-around struggle. I've been over it. And the week that I checked out, our lesson was on the salvation of your family. And there's people in my life, like, I have family members on my dad's side that they know Jesus, but they're not walking. Like, I'm sh- I'm sure they're not talking to Jesus. Like, I'm absolutely I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure of it. And one of my uncles, like, he's been on my heart to pray for him for years. Like, just years. And... It was, I've always had a hard time in realizing that, and not realizing, because we all know that, like, your parents' faith will not get you saved. Like, you're, you can't go to Jesus when you die and be like, yeah, my mother was saved. My mother was praying for me. It's not, and I, I struggled with the thing of, period, <laughs> screaming. I struggled with the thought of, like, knowing that I can't save my uncle. Mm-hmm. But doing that lesson, and when when it was assigned to us, it was really hard for me to focus on it because I was just checked out and so many other things. But I went back and did it like three weeks later, and God gave me so many revelations. And it was really just that it's not not to say that my prayers are what's going to save him, like in the in the actual in his but salvation. But my intercession is what saved it. And it's like we have to realize that our family, our loved ones that aren't saved. They're, they're blinded from the light of Jesus. They're blinded from the truth of Jesus. The, the devil has blinders on them. So they, they don't have the willpower to come to Jesus. They don't see the light. They don't see, like, they don't experience the things that I experience because they're living yeah. in darkness. But my job as a believer is to pray for them, pray that the light comes to them, they, mm-hmm. that they may take the blinders off from darkness and see the light and to start to seek Jesus. And it was crazy because... Once I started to get all those revelations, I started to see a little glimpse of light just come, peek back into my family and peek back into this specific person that, I, that I've been. And I, when I say y'all, I've been praying for this man for years. Like, I've been praying for my uncle for years because I just know that he's living in darkness. And I know how hard. Well, actually, I ain't going to say I know how hard it is because I've never really had to live, like, you know, under wow. the influence of the devil. But I know that he is struggling. And it's hard for me to watch my family like he and I, I don't want to. This is very personal, but it's hard. He causes a lot of turmoil in my family, and it's like I know that if he if he came to Jesus, my family, the trajectory of my family would be so different. And it's like I've been praying for this man for years, y'all. And it don't another tip. Don't get discouraged when people back when ba- people backtrack, uh-huh. because your prayers might be answered thirty five years later, but you're still praying, and there's still Literally. God is going to answer your prayers. Like there's there's blessings and prayers that people ask for in the Bible that. They never got to see. Oh, that's good. You, the Abraham, Isaac, all of, like, literally, just because you don't see the fruit of your prayer, 
praying and the, the perfect example of this is a praying grandparent. Like Ooh, yeah. I know specifically I don't know what that was. <laughs> But I know specifically, like, my grandparents have prayed and prayed for me. And I believe, like, that's why I'm on the journey I'm on. Like, yes, my grandfather was a pastor, but I believe that the things that God is going to do in my life, and not in a cocky way or a bold way, like, I believe the things that God is going to do in my life are going to be bigger than what my grandfather did. And I believe that's because their prayers were hard and their prayers were... um consistent and that's the thing like we may not see the answers to our prayers and I don't want anybody to be discouraged by that like you may not see the answer to your prayer right now but that doesn't mean stop praying it literally doesn't and I'm just glad that you can even though you may have some not saying you do but if you did have hard feelings towards um your uncle like you can still pray for him because that's one of that's one of the hardest prayers to pray like there are some people in my life who have hurt me badly but i still pray for them i still ask god to bless them and to keep them why because they need it they do they do like it's when some when you can tell that someone isn't touched by god or like walking like you said like walking it's a burden it's really really is and it's just like they may have harmed you they may have done you wrong but by you praying for them like that continues to shed light in their life and it's healing it's healing for you it's Mm -hmm. it's different to pray for people that you love but it's so much more powerful to pray for people that you don't and it's 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 really the 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 epitome of Christianity is the epitome of why Jesus died for us. Like Period. to pray for people yeah. that they wrong you and to really want to see Jesus move in their life and to bless them. It blesses you. I promise it's going to bless you more than it blesses them. Like, and th- Jesus wants us to do that. Like we're not meant to pray for the people that we love. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, well we are, but even bigger than that, we have to pray for the people that can't pray for themselves. It's so, it's just so important for me. Like, and I know, I've always wanted to tweet this, but I know it would cause so much backlash. But, I mean, people don't really be paying attention to my tweets anyway. So, like, I remember when Donald Trump was first elected. And Pastor Battle was like, you got to pray for the people in authority. And I'm just like, I'm not praying for that, man. Like, he is literally the devil. That's one of my favorite sermons from KB Chow. I love it. Listen, when I tell you since we've been in quarantine, I pray for that man almost every day. Not because... Let me choose my words wisely. (laughs) (laughs) I pray for him just because he's the leader of this country. And although he may not be a good person, and although he hasn't, like, personally, like, God gave him authority over us. You know? So it's just, like, it's hard to respect those in authority who don't respect us and who don't care about us. But it's just, like, at the end of the day, he's still a leader. He's still an authority. And you still have to keep him in prayer because God can move in his life to change the world. Like, do you know how many rulers, kings, and queens God, um, uh, oh, Lord, I can't even talk because of so it's getting me so excited. But, like, God changed their heart to be able to work in favor of the Israelites. Yeah. Like, Pharaoh letting the Israelites go, not only letting them go, but giving them tools and supplies they needed to live their life in the wilderness. Like, that's not anything that Pharaoh could have came up with. That's God not. touching their heart and people praying for them. And the thing is, like, I honestly think that it's, it's an offense to God. God is offended when we think that we shouldn't pray for people that, that wrong us. Like, Because exactly. I think that, it, for me, it, t- it tells God that we don't trust him enough to move in somebody's life that isn't following him. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's like, who are we to say that God can't change Donald Trump? 
who are we to say that God can't change our toxic friends and family? Like, we, 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 we don't give God that power or that control when we don't pray for it. Like, sometimes... God just wants us to open our mouth. Like, yeah, yeah can, can he do it without us saying anything? Absolutely. But that's not the point of the relationship. Like, mm-hmm. our relationship should be two-sided. Just like we want God to give us things, we have to give him stuff. And most of the time, our giving is in prayer. Like, he just wants us to say, because I just want y'all to imagine a world where everyone in the, every believer in the United States is praying for Donald Trump. Like when two or, when Power. two or more are gathered, he, he God is in the room. His presence is is in the midst, and it's like we don't. I think that we take we decrease God by not giving Him the authority to to bless and pray for people that that need it. Ultimately, like they mm-hmm. they need to pray more than us for for real. Like be being honest, like yeah. that man needs some praying. He really do, and we have we have to take the initiative as believers to pray for those people that need it that they are just living under the devil's influence and one thing i want to add and i remember i heard this when i was younger and it kind of as i was growing i did it selfishly but now that i'm older i realized so in the book of job god blessed job of course he took everything away but god blessed job because he prayed for others during his time of trial season yeah and don't do it selfishly let me start by saying that don't do it selfishly like don't pray for others because you're because like you i know if i blessed. pray for this person god's going to bless me no pray for them because you genuinely feel led to pray for them and i promise you like the fruit of your prayers working in their life will bless your life amen 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 so we're going i really wanted to touch on this because I think that testimony is also very helpful for other people. But me and Didi are kind of just going to give maybe one or two instances where, like physically, where prayer literally lifted a burden or just changed our hearts or changed our spirits in that moment. You want to start? You want me to start? You can start because I got to think about it. Okay. So one of mine that I think was very pivotal for my for my faith was when my uncle died, like, um, I told y'all know me and Didi both we be at church every Sunday. I mean we can't you know really be at church during quarantine, but we serve in our church, so we're literally we're there all the time. And I didn't really want to go to church, but I felt like God was telling me to go despite all of the pain that I was going through. And we went to off script. Like me and my me and I have two sisters, so my twin sister and my little sister. Of course, it's all our uncles. So we went and I'm good at putting. I am the strong friend for a lot of people, so I'm good at at covering up how I feel and putting on emotions and just, you know, walking around happy. And at the end of the day, youth ministry isn't about me. So I went to encourage myself, but to see my, see my students, to see like, it's mm-hmm. just being community. So I was okay with putting on that bold face. And of course the family, like our Oscar family knew about my uncle passing. So everybody was coming up to me, like asking, am I okay? Asking, like asking if I need anything. And Again, like while people are asking me, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm I'm doing as good as can be expected, and realistically, I'm struggling. Like, I'm struggling with the fact that my uncle passed, but I'm also, oh, I'm, I'm trying not to cry, but I'm also struggling with a lot of other things that were going on in my life at the time. But I'm, I'm putting on a brave face, and we get to huddle, and like our huddle pretty much is like leadership development, worship, and we, then we all pray together at, at the end. The students and during um during our like. Worship. I'm, I'm sitting in my seat, and the song that the, that they're playing is "I Told the Storm" by like Gary O'Quinn or something like that. Who is it? Is Gary yeah, O'Quinn one? Right, and that was my first time hearing that song. But it was like, 
Woo! Like, the song pretty much says, like, you are speaking to your storm. Like, you're telling your storm to move. Like, and I, I'll attach the, the link for the song in the show notes. But I'm listening to the words and I'm praying. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I love but, that song. Girl, that's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> that's one of my favorite songs now. But God was literally saying, like, Armani, I'm giving you authority over your life. Tell tell whatever is, is distracting you at this moment. Tell whatever it is that's bothering you this moment to move. Like, this is the power of prayer that I'm that I gave you. Speak to those speak to those storms. Speak to those deserts. Tell them to move out your way. Like I gave you this authority. Don't let the devil or the trials or the, the troubles in your life silence you. Like, there's power in your prayer. And I sat there like and me like just listening to the song I'm in deep prayer and I'm like God I'm weak like God I need you and it's like it wasn't even in that moment that I was like really weeping or or grieving my uncle but it was like God was really telling me like Armani I know that your uncle just passed and I know that this has happened and I know that your finances are a little jacked and I know that co-parenting isn't really working the way that you wanted to but pray like embrace your weakness and let me step in and let me do my job so I'm listening to that and it literally a moment that was so pivotal for my for my faith because it's just like sometimes especially being a strong friend we never like it's hard for us if for my fellow strong friends it's so hard for us to to tell people when we're struggling or to tell people that we're weak or to tell god that we're weak like yeah. above all else to sit there and tell god that i am struggling like life is hard right now i can't like just your oh, mental is hard to so it's it's really hard to just tell God, like be honest with God. And in that moment, I was completely vulnerable and transparent with God. Like I'm grieving my uncle. God. Like and it was just like everything was happening before that. And it was like, dang God, like I'm already going through blah 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 this and that. And then you had to take my uncle too. Mm-hmm. And God was like Armani, like I did it for. And I don't ever want people to think that that um God takes people away from us for for shallow reasons but god taking my uncle at that time he knew that that was going to it was going to put me on a different path for my faith and that was like very pivotal for me starting the podcast because i told y'all like i had this this idea this this vision sitting on my heart for two years my uncle died in august i started everything for the podcast in september and it was like god knew that um that not even just my uncle dying, but that moment at all script was going to change the trajectory, the trajectory of my faith, and I needed it. And it was like just coming to God in prayer and telling Him, like, and being a hundred percent vulnerable, it literally changed my life. And I, I want y'all to understand the power of prayer and the power of vulnerability to God, and really just allowing God to move in your life through what you tell him and what you speak over your life and what you pray over yourself and your family and your friends is so important to us. Like it's, it's so, so, so important. Oh, so <laughs> she crying. I'm probably going to cry for mine too, because literally when I tell you our relationship, we, we, it may seem like we've known each other for a while, but we I haven't y'all. Armani. A year and a half, not even a year, year and a half. half we we met each other in like March of last year. Yeah. So <laughs> my situation like time wise, prayer impacting our lives happened around the same time. So the week before her uncle passed, my grandfather unexpectedly passed. And when I tell y'all my grandfather is my life, like that is, was, will forever be my best friend. Like, Literally, the only person in my family who always had my back. Not saying my family doesn't, but, like, literally, like, y'all leave cheer alone. Like, she ain't doing nothing, da 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 
So when that happened, I was in a low season. Like literally, I did not have a job. So a year prior to that, I had lost my job and I was working as a substitute. So when the school year ended, my finances ended. So I didn't have a job. I was trying to figure out what my next step was. I was literally like crying every single day. And I'm just like, God, like, what, what is the next? Like, what are you, what's, what's going on? Like, I can't do this. And then my grandfather passed. And it was a little different for me because when my grandfather passed, I stepped away from everything. I stopped going to church for like two weeks. I stopped praying for two weeks. I was done. I was just like, I'm going through all this. Then you're going to take my grandfather on top of that. I'm done with you. I'm over it. Yeah. And off script youth ministry is for kids but when I tell you it's been such a miracle working power in my life and I probably for yours too like the things that have come out of that ministry are nothing short of literally God the glory of God literally (laughs) so our youth minister was like I want to meet with you I want to talk to you because Armani went I literally was avoiding I wasn't answering anybody's calls I don't want to talk to anybody I don't want to talk about God I don't want to talk about how this was probably his plan didn't want to hear it so I had a meeting with um, our youth pastor and we were just talking about everything he was like it seems like you've lost your hope and honestly he was right like I didn't care about anything anymore like I was just over life over all of it so my moment came in every this is at the time that crazy faith by mike todd just came Sorry. out mm. that good, child. Time, i ain't heard it go ahead armani was really trying to get me into her small group and they had been started for a couple months so i was just like i don't want to do that like this is not the time like i don't want to be around anybody but i ended up watching crazy faith and when i tell you i was in my room like weeping like literally in the fetal position just crying it all out and just praying God like I can't take this anymore like I can't do it on, oh gosh I'm not gonna cry because I won't stop yes but she is I, I can't do this anymore and in that moment like I just felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders because honestly I probably hadn't prayed for a couple weeks so it was just like in that moment just giving it to God and just Watching him lift those things off your shoulders. Like, I've been waiting for you to say, for you to admit that you can't do it on your own. Because that's what I'm here for. And it was just like a a breathtaking moment. Excuse me. Because it gave me so much peace. But similar to what what you said, with every time I go to Offscript, that's one place I can't hide. And I don't know if it's because it's church or because our group is just so close-knit. But when we have prayer time in Offscript, like, I can come to Offscript happy, pretending to be happy, I might add. But as soon as we start praying, that's when the tears start flowing. And it's like, you can't hide in that place. And the spirit is like... The spirit is definitely moving. Literally in that place. And I've never experienced anything like it because I can pretend in front of so many people. But in that place... When we pray, when we have our moments and we're just coming together and literally just dwelling in God's presence, that is a moment I cannot hide. And those are the most impactful, moving moments of God that I love because it's just like, you can fake everywhere else, but you can't fake here in front of me. In front of these kids, I will not let you do it. Yeah. It's, it's, youth ministry, like, in... Me and Desheer are kind of like similar but different in this way. I grew up in Zion's youth ministry. So I'm used to being in a room 
of hundreds of teenagers, volunteers, literally going in, in forth with the presence of God. But it's different when you're a leader. Mm-hmm. And the scripture says, when two, are, when two or more are gathered, I am in the room. And it, that reigns so true for all script leaders. Shout out to all of the off script leaders listening to this. We love y'all. We are a family. And shout I think that. Yeah, shout you. out to our minister. Y'all keep him in prayer. Like we said, we pray for our leadership. So pray for our pastor, Minister Stefan Lindsay. Yeah, all that. But pray for pray for off script. All that when y'all listening to this. But yeah, nonetheless, God has really. And I hope that. The share has already shared her Millie moment. So I'm, I'm going to say this on this episode. Like, I had a conversation with my mom about this. I'm like. I and I again I prayed about this for you, but like we just said, me and Deshira just just met. Not not we've known each other for years and just got close. We yeah. just met a year, not even eighteen months ago, and our relationship is just like I told I told her a couple months ago. Like she at this point she's like one of my best friends, and Aww. you already knew that. I was like, oh, but it's still cute. Geek, don't geek me, please, <laughs> <laughs> please. But meeting her in that moment of like. Well, not meeting her, but like experiencing and knowing her through losing her, losing her, losing her grandfather, and I lost my uncle, and just seeing all the transitions she went through from joining our small group. And I, I keep telling my like, I told my mother like, the day that she came to our small group, to the day that she called me and said that she was thinking about going to seminary. I literally, when we got off the phone, I prayed and I was just like, God, thank you, because sometimes we don't. When we say that God's timing is perfect, it is perfect. Don't cry. <laughs> it's perfect and the share is already you know s- said but like in, in my prayer I'm just like when I when me and the share started to really form a relationship again she was not getting paid like she and actually she did she left out this part but right before her grandfather died she was thinking about moving to, to Houston oh, and and I'm not going to disclose too much of her information but she was thinking about moving to Houston and through her grandfather dying and a lot of other trials and tribulations that were thrown at her that was no longer the plan that God had at that time for her. Like being in Texas wasn't that plan at that time. And we circling back and she's applying for seminary. And I don't know if she said this or not, but, but she's recycling. I'm not going to say where, but she's recycling back to Texas. And I sat and I, and I thank God. And I was like, (laughs) Texas wasn't your plan for her in August. It wasn't like, that wasn't the, the, the perfect timing, the divine timing that you had for this year in August. You, uh, you're playing May, here. So. Here we are in May, and and, and this year is like I'm applying. Like I want to apply for seminary, and sometimes like I'm a really analytical person for my friends. I think everything. Like I'm a very critical thinker, and sometimes when this year comes with me to stuff, I'll be like, eh, Didi, that's not a good idea. Like, or you need I to you need to pray on that, or you need to think on that a little bit more. Like I'm a very I think sometimes when we, especially as people, when we we're deciding on a decision, we don't think about all the possibilities. I'm that person for all of my friends. I think about all the possibilities. And this year, I love my friend, but she's sometimes a little bit too optimistic, or she's <laughs> she she has set, she has her mind set on something, and she she's she's run oh. with that idea or that thought or that dream or whatever. Listen, and baby. this was like yeah. one of the first times I was like, I 100% believe that that's where God is taking you, and. I'm going to stand and agree with you in prayer on this. I really believe that this is where God has you. Texas wasn't meant for you in August. And as hard as it was for her or anybody else to understand that, then God's timing is so perfect. And in, in his in his timing, in his will, he will reveal the things that he has for us. Mm-hmm. And here, like, again, here we are in May. Baby girl is applying for seminary. Baby girl is, is going back to Texas. Yeah. And Jesus is doing his thing. Like, his resurrection power is literally working on our lives 
in, through, and around prayer. And we really have to understand the value and the authority that God gives us through prayer. Yeah. Prayer is the bridge that we have to God. Like the prayer and the Holy Spirit is, is what God gives us to stay in relationship to with him. How dare us not use and take advantage of that authority that he's given us. Prayer is our tool to to speak to mountains, to speak to mountains, to speak to valleys and tell them to move or or grow higher or think Come bigger. On, and it's like we we really like I really want us to understand the value and the impact and the authority and the power that we prayer have through prayer. Things, baby. Let me tell you, prayer will change so many Ooh. things. And we said it throughout the episode. It may not happen now. It may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen any time in your visible life. But prayer changes things. Stay in fervent prayer. Stay in constant prayer. Ooh. Especially with everything going on right now. Pray for when you don't know what you can do to help. When you don't know what else to do, pray. And prayer is not yes. a last resort. We should have said this at the beginning. Prayer is not a last resort. It's a first, first option. Oh, first response. I like that too. And we need to, as Christians, we need to know that because when we're upset, instead of flying off the handles, instead of doing such and such and such, pray. pray. When when you're having a great day, when you're just so thankful, and before you and you, God just blessed you before you do anything. Pray like it's literally should be our first response to everything, everything that happens in life. Absolutely everything, and that's what, period. Yeah, it, it's um, first lady Trina always says like prayer works if you pray, and we always like sometimes in our in our week because I don't think that we truly believe that prayer doesn't work, but in our weeping and our in our emotions of being mad at God, we think that our prayers aren't aren't working or He's not hearing us. But and we stop praying. Like sometimes we're not honest that we're not praying. Like and we we keep telling people that things aren't going our way, but we're really not praying for them. And First Lady always says prayer works if you pray, mm-hmm. and we have to pray. We ha- we cannot misuse or undervalue that tool and that the authority that God has given us through prayer. And that's on period. Ooh, that's on period. <laughs> <laughs> That's what prayer. We gotta give y'all a little bit of ghetto with this too. <laughs> we gotta give y'all Make a little bit real. of ghetto. But this was a good episode. It really was. I'm literally about to post that on Instagram when we get off. This is a great episode. Screaming. Um, thank you for everybody for thank you to every. Okay, let's try that again. Thank you to everybody for tuning into this episode and the beginning of season two. We hope. We pray that your prayer life will be blessed by this conversation. Um, if you anybody wants any tips, tools, um, Bible Instagram. plans for prayer, check the Instagram. You can DM Moni. You can DM me. Um, make sure you're following me on Instagram. Make sure you're following the podcast on Instagram. That too. Um, prayer is a wonderful thing and it will change your life. And that is last words from Deshira. Yeah. Um, so actually... Along with the the release of the website and everything else, if you need prayer, there is a contact form at the bottom of my website. You just got to put in your name, your email. You can put in your phone number if you would like me to like call or um, text you. We are both available for prayer. So if you just mm-hmm. if you don't know how to pray, you need somebody to help you start. You need somebody to pray over you, with you, whatever. Just you can either you can and you can just enter your prayer request in in the um. In that box, but there's also if you click on the link in my bio, there is a Google form for prayer requests. Um, there is a selection to leave your name anonymous or you know leave your contact information anonymous. But like the share said, we are here for you guys. We want your prayer life to just grow and advance. And if your prayer life is already like good, keep keep it up. Like keep stay on the course. It's hard. 
I'm, y'all know I, I love to say this, but this walk, this journey with Christ is hard, but it's so worth it. Amen. And it's so fulfilling. And I want you guys to just stay on the course. We're, we're going to close out. So if you if you missed the beginning to open it, I don't know how you could have. But check out our website at <laughs> milliwalktalk.com. Um, Instagram at Millie Walk Talk Podcast. Twitter. I forgot to tell y'all, we we actually Stacking are going to be new up. to Twitter. We're going to just kind of release devotions or like little small prayers or whatever it is. We're just going to tweet from the podcast page and just give you guys a little encouragement, inspiration, affirmations, whatever it is that you guys want to see, hear, whatever. We got that for y'all. So our Instagram, again, is at Millie Walk Talk Podcast. And that's M I L L I. W-A-L-K-T-A-L-K podcast. That's Instagram. And Twitter is at Millie Walk Talk. Um, website, Millie Walk Talk podcast. I mean, actually, I'm sorry. Website is MillieWalkTalk.com. Get your Millie, um, your Millie, Millennials Love Jesus 2 t-shirts, everything, buttons, stickers, all the apparel, participate in the giveaway, everything. Um, again, and I, actually, this is something that Jesus just laid on my heart in this moment. I'm actually going to, well, me and Deshira will probably end up doing it together. Just creating a worship playlist, mm-hmm. um, a playlist to, in, to usher you into the presence of God, to help you, like, listen to when you're praying or whatever. Um, that'll also be in the link in the bio. And, yeah, I really hope that this episode was was everything that you needed it to be. I hope that God gave you something, some sort of revelation, encouragement, tip tool whatever it is to increase or improve your prayer life in this episode i pray this really blesses you all beyond measure Mm -hmm. we're gonna um pray out and see you guys next week spirit of the living god i just want to say thank you for being who you are god thank you for literally thinking so much of us that you've given us this opportunity to just live again to sit Mm -hmm. here and record and to just spread the, the good news about your name, your love, and all that you have to offer for her, for us here in this world, God. I ask that you forgive us for our sins. God, the sins that we've committed, known and unknown, I pray that you continue to change our hearts for what is breaking your heart, God. That you give us the, the mind and the mental capacity to do the things that are aligned with the will of God. That we no longer outstep what you have for us, God. That we may continue to align our thoughts, our mind, our bodies and our spirits with what it is that is in your will for us, God. I just ask that you... Continue to grow us, God, to stretch us beyond what we can think or imagine, God, to just give us the tools and the power to continue to just record and to bless your kingdom, God, and to just advance your kingdom in any way that you would see fit for us to do, God. Allow us to just just keep it on our hearts, God, to to continually seek after you and seek after your will and your way, your kingdom, and to just continuously touch and pray for the people that it's hard to pray for, God. Pray for the people that we love and to just open up those doors, God, and literally just bombard heaven with the things that are bothering us and the things that we want to see come to fruition God help us to understand that though we might not see it here on earth God even when we can't see or feel or hear you God that your prayers our prayers are working God and you are moving in our lives I just ask that you continue to give us the willpower and the authority to accept what it is that you have for us to walk and embrace your presence God and to just live life like you have called us to do um, it is in your name, Jesus, your name, your precious son, Jesus name that we pray. Amen. Amen. See y'all next week. Oh, screaming.